Well, hello and welcome to the Film Survivor Podcast, a supersized edition, uh, finale edition of the Film Survivor Podcast. Uh, we have a lot to get to today. My name is Tom Santilli. I cover Survivor for RealityT.com, and uh, I urge you to check that out and follow me on Twitter at Tom Santilli. Check out the website as well, TomSantilli.com. Uh, but yeah, there uh, the Game Changers finale, uh, season 34 is done. It's in the books, and uh, we have a lot to get to today. I have interviews coming up with all six of the uh, final people that were left in the game heading into finale. And uh, before I spoil anything, I'm just going to give you that old uh, spoiler warning that I usually give out here at the beginning of every podcast. Uh, so if you have not seen the finale yet, I urge you to do so. Uh, and then also check out my recap, uh, my full reaction and recap to the two-hour finale and also the live reunion show. Uh, all of that can be found by following me on Twitter again, at Tom Santilli. Or go to realityt.com. So with that, again, pause the podcast if you need to. We're going to dive right in here. And let's do it. Yeah, so today, uh, because we have so much to get to, we have interviews. You know, first off, I guess, you know, congratulations are in order to Sarah Lacina, the winner. The winner of Survivor Game Changers, the 33rd sole survivor in the history of the game. And, uh... Yeah, congrats to Sarah. She played a hard-fought game, a uh, very strategic game. But uh, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on the podcast this week on uh, recapping the episode just because we have so much to get to. I have, uh, you know, I'm, I talked to all six uh, finalists uh, today. That's uh, the winner, Sarah Lucina, the runner-up, Brad Culpepper, uh, Troy Zan, who rounded out the final three. I also spoke with Sari. Uh, and Aubrey and Ty. So all of that coming at you. Uh, so I don't want to bog this podcast down and make it two hours. So I'm going to urge everybody again one last time uh, for my thoughts on this recap to kind of go through what I felt about the recap. Uh, I want you to check out Reality T uh, and, and uh, look at everything that I wrote and tell me what you think. I kind of broke down some things. The one thing I do want to just briefly talk about was that crazy first tribal council that uh, sent Sari home, the historic tribal council. Uh, weirdly enough, I had kind of predicted that in my uh, episode preview that I put out uh, Wednesday morning. Didn't exactly go down the way I thought it would, uh, but I was just kind of dreaming of a scenario where five out of the six people could have been immune and how cool that would have been. And then it actually happened. And then Suri, of course, got like, you know, a legend's send-off. Uh, not too many people are, you know, kind of asked to talk about their, their journey through Survivor um, after they've just been eliminated from the game and before their torch is snuffed. And even fewer people get to announce for themselves that the tribe has spoken uh, as, as the torch gets extinguished. So, you know, Suri, uh, four-time legendary player, Survivor Hall of Famer on the second ballot. And, uh, yeah, wow, what a way to go. And that, of course, led down the road to uh, Sarah Lacina taking the win, uh, really after Brad Culpepper made what ended up being a million-dollar mistake in, in taking Sarah uh, instead of Ty, as it was revealed at the live reunion show. Uh very interesting, I should add, that 
um, had had it gone down the way that uh, had he taken tie with him, it would have been a five-five tie vote uh, for the the win between tie and Brad. And then, as Jeff Probst explained, since that's never happened in a final vote before, nobody really knew what the rules were. And as he described, it would come down to uh, the third person in the final three would then become a vote. They'd get a jury vote, whoever received the lowest amount of votes. So in this case, it would have been Troyzan would have then joined the jury, and he would have cast a winning vote for uh, the sole survivor. And he admitted that he would have chosen Brad Culpepper. So Brad would have ended up squeaking out a victory. It would have been an amazing finish. Uh, had he taken tie over Sarah, but he did not. And woulda, shoulda, coulda. If my aunt had balls, she'd be my uncle, as they say. So, you know what? Uh, ifs and buts, or, you know, there's a whole other saying about it. I won't go into that. But <laughs> what we're going to do is uh, we're going to dive right into these interviews, and then I don't want you to go anywhere because I want, uh, I'm building this thing up. This is the Film Survivor Podcast, and again, I am a movie critic in addition to covering Survivor professionally. Uh, dream jobs of mine, of course. I run a video production company in uh, the Detroit, Michigan area, if you're wondering how I pay the bills. Yeah, I get paid for the, the stuff that I do uh, in the entertainment industry and the movie critic stuff, but um, my bread and butter is uh, I run a video production company. So that being said, a little bit about me. Uh, I am a film critic, and I'm going to keep this podcast going. Survivor Game Changers is over, but we have a lot to look forward to with Survivor 35. Uh, Survivor 35 is uh, uh, Survivor Heroes, Healers, and Hustlers. Uh, So whatever you think about that, let me know too. Looks interesting. However, my first response was (laughs) like, uh, seriously, like that's how long the title is. I got to type that out every week. So we're going to have to come up with something. Survivor HHH, Survivor H3. We're going to have to come up with something because I'm not writing that out every week. And I, I think you guys don't want to read that either. So anyway, there's all that kind of stuff coming down the pipe. We're going to cover Survivor news as it breaks over the summer with new casting news, uh, any reports that we get. I'm not really a spoilery kind of guy, so I'm not going to get into like spoil, spoil kind of stuff. Uh, so you can feel free to join me and not be spoiled uh, with any information that you might not want to hear. Uh, but it's going to be like general kind of stuff. And we might talk about, you know, um, other things. My lists uh, came out today too on Reality T. Uh, if they haven't been out now, they will be by the end of today. My updated rankings for Survivor Game Changers. And also uh, Sarah Lucina, where does she fall on the all-time Survivor winners list? So you can check both of those lists out and give me your comments. Uh, let me know where you think uh, Game Changers and Sarah rank amongst the all-time memorable seasons and the all-time winners list, and uh, and how wrong I am, <laughs> or how right you think I am with where I where I put them on my list. So anyway, we might do more deep dives like that into the summer. Uh, I have a lot of interviews and stuff uh, set up, but we're going to kind of pivot into the area of film uh, as we get through the summer here. A lot of summer blockbusters coming out. There's some film festivals. There's all kinds of things going on in the movie industry, and I have a lot of uh, guests lined up. We're going to be talking to different movie critics, uh, we're going to be talking to uh, film festival directors. We're going to be talking to actors and directors, uh, all kinds of celebrity people that might come through the pipeline here. And uh, hopefully that'll keep you tied it over uh, until we get into the fall and into season 35 of Survivor. So 
I hope you like movies. I hope you like this podcast. I hope you continue to listen as we uh, move through the summer. So with that being said, let's get into these interviews uh, one at a time, and then join me again at the very end so I can just wrap all this stuff up. But uh, here we go into the interview segments. So the way my interviews worked uh, today uh, was I got to speak uh, one-on-one with Sarah, the winner. I got to speak one-on-one with Sari, the legend. And uh, and then I got uh, kind of a, a joint phone call where um, I got to speak with both Culpepper and Troyzan, who were both on the phone with me at the same time. And then another phone call that I got to talk with Aubrey and Ty together. So that's where we're going to start is uh, my interview with Aubrey and Ty. And one uh, just final disclaimer, too, on pretty much all of, well, most of the interviews. Uh, we had, there were some call drops and some stuff like that. I was on the call with Trezan and Brad. Uh, Trezan dropped out for a minute. Ty, uh, Ty kept cutting out. Uh, so sorry for any of the audio issues that you might uh, be hearing here, but I didn't really have any control over them. Uh, but I uh, just want to let you know about that. That's my last thing. Now let's get to the interviews. Hello, Ty and Hello. Aubrey. How's it going? Hi, Tom. Hello. <laughs> Thanks for joining me. How's your guys' uh, day going today so far? Great. Great. Yeah, it's a lot more relaxing this year. I mean, Is than, it? Than the yeah. last time. Yeah, because we don't <laughs> yeah, have to Yeah, I mean, we're, so. we're not flying out again, you know, in a few days, so. <laughs> well, I'll start off for a, a question for both of you. Um, you both voted for Sarah to win the game, right? Um just mm-hmm. kind of go through your thought process on on the vote, and, and was there any consideration at all for uh, to vote for Brad or Trezan? Let's give Trezan some credit. Um, for me, um, no, Sarah. I mean, uh, I have a personal relationship with Sarah from day one. Mm-hmm. We're gonna go to final two together, even though she didn't agree with me to go to fire with to, to get rid of Trezan. But I thought she she was loyal to me the whole game, and. Um, I mean, she buys her a couple of times, but she's still like with me, and um, I, I feel like, uh, yeah, she's playing a much better game. Uh, well, it's a game that I appreciate it, mm-hmm. so that she mm-hmm. got my vote that way. Uh, Brad to play a different game, and my, the whole thing with Brad and me, which is like, I still so fresh uh, for right. me to, to have a vote for Brad. Okay, and how about you, Aubrey? Um. Yeah, I thought Sarah was masterful in her ability to play a very strategic game, which was sometimes ruthless. I'm sure you've heard. Mm -hmm. She swore Mm -hmm. on her son a bunch. (laughs) But also at the same time, she managed to have this incredible social game where people felt like she was their little sister, she was their best friend, and she would know what emotional levers to pull for each person in a given moment to get what she strategically needed. And she had an incredible control over her ability to manage emotion and strategy, which is something I wish I could do better, where I know when to dial up the emotion, when to dial it down, when to make the strategic move. Uh Um, I've always had the battle of the head and the heart in the game, and she has it down pat. You seem to show Um, most emotion uh, when there's food around, right? Oh, yeah, you know, I love (laughs) eggs. I'm so glad my love for eggs was shown this season. I mean. That's great. I love calamari, too. Maybe next time. (laughs) Not, um, yeah. not fried, though. That's why I said those chickens, so you can, they can lay eggs for you, Aubrey. <laughs> and we have a bunch of chickens that lay eggs, remember? There you go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, we did get eggs. I'm so glad you were there to take care of the chickens. <laughs> I wanted to ask you, Aubrey, about the edit that you got. You know, it was you kind of got had a mm-hmm. quiet edit for most of the season, and it got a little better as it went on. But mm-hmm. um, were, what were some things that we didn't see? Did, were you... 
were you more of a factor in, in some of the strategy than what we might have seen on TV? Uh, so what I've been saying is that I was I was playing a different game than other people because I had to. Okay. Uh, my strategy coming in was to play with the big alpha threats. I wanted to play with Tony, the Sandras, the Malcolms, the JTs. And I learned right off the bat, as soon as I talked to Tony, I had a gigantic target on my back. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of people saying, you should have won your season. I had a lot of people saying, there are four of you, so we need to go after the Korong Four. And I really quickly adjusted to kind of let the egos go at each other and kind of duck. Um, the other thing that happened is the Nuku dominated the merge nine to four going in the merge. And this, this season, oddly people were going by original tribe lines and I did not meet a Nuku aside from JT in the game until the second tribe swap. So how I've been describing it is like, I went into the merge almost having not played the pre-merge with these people. Mm-hmm. And like, it's like I got plopped down in pe- with people who played a pre-merge and then just got like plopped in the middle so what I was doing is I was trying to find any way to find a crack to find something to let me play with these people. And I think because I didn't have any face time with a lot of these people at the beginning of the game, mm-hmm. um, I was spending the time that you sometimes do in the pre-merge trying to find my, my place in the merge because it had been impossible for me because I didn't see them. So, I, I mean, the headline is who's making the big moves. And I was certainly instrumental in the Debbie vote, the Sierra vote. I, I had a voice that I was, I was working on getting those numbers. I was, I was hustling every day to try to get people to break their blood bonds and be another option. And this was a very hard group to sway. So sure. I did sign some agreements early in the game that I wasn't privy to. Okay. And with, with Ty, um, for Ty, you know, we saw last night, obviously, that Brad um, was kind of bullying you. Not kind of. He was bullying you and talking to you pretty rudely, um, disrespectfully. That that happened last season that you were on, too, where people were kind of treating you in that way. Um, why, why do you think it is that people in the game of Survivor are, are, are approaching you in that in that fashion? I, think, I don't know. Maybe it's with my size. Okay. And I don't articulate well. People don't look at me as their eco part partnership. I, even when we're in alliance together, like people just feel like I'm just a number for them. And um, I, I don't know. I think. Uh, sorry, I gotta get out of here. It's a bit echoing. No problem. Um, yeah, it's. Um, I don't know. Maybe I have to ask them. But I think maybe because uh, I don't articulate myself so well, I don't own it. But I mean, I own my. Like, like nobody tells me to, what to do about anything. Right. And uh, and I yeah um, I don't know um, I I think that's part of it. And also, I seem like a nice guy, loyal, and a little bit timid. Not, I'm not timid. I'm like a nice guy, so people feel like they can just talk to me like that way. Uh, so mm-hmm. that's the biggest. I think definitely something to do with my my size. Um, okay. Um, but but to go back with Brad, but he's just an amazing guy. I wish that it was it was shown that he and I have really special bond. We share a lot of things in common together. We are like taking care of the camp. We have a lot of special bonding moments. You know, we we ate a grub together. Mm-hmm. Like we climbed some big cliff together. And just he and I, from day one, Luke tribe, and I wish I was showing a lot better of our relationship more. Okay. Uh, for Aubrey, I can keep going back and forth here, but uh mix everybody in. Um, All good. Yeah, for Aubrey, right, um, you know, you broke millions of hearts last night when uh, Probst revealed that you have a boyfriend. Uh, 
and, and, and crushing all of our <laughs> dreams of shipping you with Cochran. What do you have to say to all those brokenhearted souls uh, that are listening? <laughs> hey, I love Cochran. He's a great, he's wonderful. And like I said last night, everybody's got a crush on him, even Jeff. So, yeah, I don't know what else to say except that I think Cochran's an amazing person. And, uh, yeah, that's, I'll leave it at that. He's the best. I have a crush on Cochran, too. I just met him for Oh, you have a crush on him. <laughs> Oh, yes, the day before yesterday, I said, oh, my God, that guy's is so sweet and cute. He's the best. Look out, Conqueror. Maybe he should be on The, the Bachelor best. or something. Oh, oh yeah, maybe definitely. he should go on The Bachelor. That would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I might show up. You never know. There you go. Even if you're not one of the castmates, you'll just pop in. I'll just make sure I'm on the cast. I'll be like... <laughs> Yeah. All former Survivor players. That'd be sweet. Yeah, so Aubrey. I mean, Survivor players do have a better romantic reputation than The Bachelor. There you go. That's true. That's very true. Your game, Aubrey, was described often as kind of the highs and lows. You know, every time something good happened, something kind of negative happened after that. What would you describe as your highest of highs uh, this season and your lowest of low? There's, uh, oof, uh, winning that immunity challenge. It meant everything to me. I, I, I was, it was a very lonely pre-merge for me. Mm-hmm. Um, very lonely. And even though my name wasn't necessarily written down, I was always the person around camp, like, she's next. She's going to go. Like, Sandra had it out for me. I love Sandra, but she had it out for me. And then when I won that immunity, I remember that day. I was like, I'm just going to win. It's time. I'm going to do it. And I did. And I just, I felt so great. I was in this great kind of Zen-focused mode. And then, Someone I was very close to, Andrea, we were so close out there, just gets whacked right after that. And that day was just like a metaphor for my entire Survivor experience. <laughs> I was pretty low that night after Andrea went home. And sure. Ty, I'm so grateful Ty was there because he really comforted me as a friend and a human. And I just kind of like lost my mind for a second because I, knew, I had this feeling that Brad was going to go on an immunity run because he's a professional athlete who when he feels like he's on the bottom, he's going to fight back and prove that he can win. Right. Now, Ty, uh, Brad, you know, again, I, well, how he kind of bullied you there towards the end, had he approached you in a different way, had he talked a little bit, you know, more politely to you, would you have wanted to, Would at that point in the game, would you have wanted to work more with him? Would you have maybe given him your idol had he approached you without threatening you? I think I, I would because I he and I had, I, yeah, I think definitely I would. I just how I mean I trusted him from day one. He trusted me from day one too. I think uh, I, I still do believe that. And it just yeah, I, I don't. I think the stress of the game, and he mm. realizes you know it's to uh, do something to him. And he, I mean I keep at, uh, wondering even to this day. I keep asking like what happened if I have given him the idol. But at that moment I know he uh, he might have kept it. There's no way. I mean, he be one my he won. No, there's no way he won my own. Uh, he uh, he say for well, his trust for me, then he'll give me my idol. That's just a bully way to say it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he if he didn't um, if he speak to me a different way, like Aubrey would have say, explained to me, I I might have done it. I probably would have done it because I I we we like I say we have a lot of things in common and I trusted his values. How surprised uh, about the way you see the world. Uh, how surprised would you have been, Ty, or how surprised were you last night at the reunion show when it was revealed that had he brought or had you gone to the end with Brad, 
that um, it would have came down to a tie vote uh, for Troyzan. Did that surprise you, um, or did you feel like it should? It would have been a different number? Did you feel like you had it in the bag, or do you feel like um, you were happy to see the, how, how many people would have actually voted for you to win? Oh, my God, I was really, you know, I didn't get one single vote in my season 32. So, like, to, to hear that, but I said, okay, I did something right, because I was really trying to say I got to make sure juries uh, see what I was doing, and I appreciate that so much that Jeff did that for me. And Ty was respected back at Ponderosa by some people, for sure. Okay. I'm just out of here because I love you, Ty. I, oh, thank you so much. Yeah. I know you were my champion. You were working for me. I, I was yeah, I just feel like I I, I was a, I was not able to explain myself my first season, but like but I I, I appreciate because I did a lot in both seasons. Mm-hmm. I feel like if I win a grand final, I might have a chance like even swing the vote to be the winner. You know who know, you know it's sure. a jury decision. But I feel I I I I I, I, I promised myself. Um. Yeah, sorry, I the bro- lost you there. I think. Um, hello, you guys hear me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. All right. So my last question for you, I'm running out of time here. My last question to both of you is, um, had you had your ideal final three, um, you know, as the game kind of was getting towards, you know, after the merge and as it was getting towards the end, what would your ideal final three had been, um, that you felt like you could have won the game or had the best chance to win? Uh, my, I, I have to honestly say that I was open to things because, as I said, my my game was a scramble to get anybody to really take to me and work with me. But I would have gone with Troyzen. I would have gone with Brad, um, Michaela. I would have even gone with Andrea. Um, if Serene and Sarah would have gone with me, I was going to go and fight like hell that I was a gigantic underdog in that season. Um, but, yeah, I was in a little bit of a different situation. Okay. And how about you, Ty? For me, I think I, I don't know. It's, it's, you know I'd stay with Sarah because we have promises on our final two, and I'm, I stay, I keep my promises. So I would definitely with Sarah, and maybe the third person might be even – because Michaela and I start talking and toward the end, you know, okay. and we have some great moments, and I know she – a lot of jury people don't respect Michaela, and, mm-hmm. uh, and thought I, might, I, might, I might get some vote from that. Or uh, that one that's one way or the other way just to be true to my alliance if it, what if they didn't turn out with Brad the way it turned out. I if I Brad, uh, and, and I would make a part of three we talked many times about that as well. So I have two things going on with Sarah or with Brad and Choice So okay. we'll see. But I'm glad Sarah's the winner. Well she's a great player. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, hey, it was great watching both of you play. I'm a fan of both of you, and uh, you know, sorry to Thank see you go there at the end, but um, best of luck to you moving forward. Thank you Thank so you much, and much. enjoy the next season. Yes, we will we'll, we'll <laughs> do. Thanks. Next up, here is my interview uh, with uh, Brad Culpepper and Troyzan Robertson. Here it is. I want to start off first, um, Brad, by saying, um, both of you guys, really, it's, it's great talking to both of you, but um, Monica was one of my favorite people ever to ever chat with. She was always so nice and um, awesome interview, so she's one of my favorite interviews, so uh, you know, I'm looking forward to talking to both of you guys here, but I just wanted to mention that to you. 
Well, I thank you. I've got a lot to live up to. If uh, I got to stand up to her, her yeah. standards, but uh, I appreciate that. Thank you. No, much. no pressure. No pressure. Um, yeah. So for both you guys, I wanted to start back a little further. Um, you guys had the unique, uh, you know, thing this season of you both were uh, up for the fan vote uh, for the second chance season, and neither of you, you know, got selected by the fan vote. Tell me, uh, tell me how that was like. First of all, just going through that process, uh, but then you know being asked uh, to play Survivor again so soon after that. Well, here I'll let I'll let Troy go first. Well, I, I mean, it, it was tough to sit in the audience and and have Jeff come up to you and say like, "Well, we like you, but we don't really like you that much." And <laughs> sorry, you know, you're you're getting on the losers bus, right? And I mean, it was you know for me that was like the third time that they had called me. I'd been called for fans versus favorites. I was really close with blood versus water, like a week out with my brother. So oh, I was just like, you know, I was, it was a downer. Cause I'm like, wow, this could be my last chance. And I just was, you know, I'd, I'd walked away thinking like, Oh geez, I, I don't know. I mean, I, well, I get my chance, but you know, after when I got called for this season, I was just ecstatic and they said, okay, now for one, we got to tell you, there's a no, there's no voting in this. So yeah, no, yeah. Okay. So for me, um, quite frankly, the, 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 Second chances season was was not going to be a good one for me, but just because it's hard for me to lobby. To, you know, I've got so many clients uh, as a lawyer that it's hard for me to lobby and say, "Hey, guys, vote for me for uh, Survivor, and I'm going to be gone, and your case is going to actually just stay on hold for this time." It's a lot easier for me to kind of leave and then come back, and nobody knows I'm gone. And when they see it air, they know that uh, you know I'm back. Right. So I wasn't overly pleased with the format, so I really didn't lobby, and I. I I mean, if I'd have gone, I'd have been okay, but, but I wasn't really uh, – I'm glad it worked out the way it did. I didn't know it was going to come that quickly, but I definitely wanted to play with Troy, so I was frustrated that, so it ended up perfect that I was able to play with him this time. <laughs> well, that's awesome that you guys both ended up making it back on the show, and, and clearly um, I think it was um, – you know, the, the producers know what they're doing you know, by wanting you guys back. Um, but, Brad, uh, let me ask you too. You know, last night you were obviously visibly – uh, upset at the reunion show, um, you you did not look like you wanted to play uh, Jeff Probst's uh, what if game, <laughs> um, as far as what the jury might have done in a different scenario if if Ty would have been sitting there with you. Um, well, yeah, but, but I'll tell you why. I okay. mean, because even, you know, even though he's, you know, number one, no one likes Monday morning quarterback, and right. you know, the the feeling we had on the island, but you know, you don't you're not privy to conversations that are happening and things that. You know, I see that Sari is really a mastermind. I see that Andrew is really a mastermind. I'm not seeing when I'm on the island that Sarah is doing as much as them. Because mm-hmm. obviously, as you watch the, the episodes, you see that she's very involved with all of that. Um, so the perception, and then also the perception that, that the jury is going to reward blood versus, you know, a likability of a tie. Mm-hmm. You know, both Troy and I are thinking, boy, I think we're better off going with Sarah than we would be with Ty. And I wasn't overly happy about going with with Troy because I, I thought, you know, listen, he's everybody's buddy out here. They all love Troy. So, I mean, not, I was definitely going to go with Troy, but I was like, sure. man, he, he could get a lot of votes too. So then when Jeff tries to say, okay, would, what would you have done? Yeah, it's, a little bit, it's, it's a little bit like, well, wait a minute. They've all seen edits. They've all seen things that they haven't seen before. Are they really going to raise their hand as if they were going to vote this way, or what were they really thinking on the island? So sure. that, that's why I was a bit hesitant. I was like, this isn't really unfair, but he did it, and it was 5-5. Five, five. Maybe I would have won, but I really don't know. On the island, maybe it would have been different. I, I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah, I'm, 
I'm back, Tom. I, I don't know if I got dropped. I got dropped like I did in Tribal Council. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they edited you out of the show, out of the podcast here as well of, yeah, as the show. Exactly. So, <laughs> nothing new there. <laughs> well, that was my next question for you. That's got to be frustrating, like you said. So you know, you you have all these chances of coming back, and then they don't work out, and then you finally get back on the show, and you know, you have no control over your edit. Um, but you were, you know, you had a quiet season. Let's face it, you know, a quiet edit. What, what did you think of that? How disappointing was that as you watched it back? And, and what are some of the things that happened out there with your game that you wish people would have seen? Well, it, yeah, no, it was disappointing as you watched along because, of course, you want you, you're thinking, well, I got to the 39th day. I mean, I did that without just you know sitting around laying around in a hammock or right. you know snooze beach or just eating coconut so i mean i don't know if brad has already spoke about it but i mean there's like 70 72 hours of filming you know that goes into like 45 minutes for each episode right. so yeah i was talking to every single person i was definitely strategizing with sarah you know and and talking with ty and and as far and even you know other people as well you know to see if like you know, I'm thinking like, well, if Brad gets voted out, then, then then what do I do? You know, so, I mean, it's just, I don't have control of what they edit or what they don't, you right. know, and I, I think it was a two where they had to show a lot of big time players in the beginning of the season, um, you know, where in a normal season, you would, the, the people that didn't make a merge really wouldn't be shown that much. Right. That's so true. it was kind of strange edited season to begin with. It's like, I don't know if it was an easy story to follow. Um, so mine being, a, you know, the, the likable guy, the under the ra- radar story, maybe just didn't, you know, fit for them. But, uh, you know, it's, it's the game that I chose to play. I'm an old school player. Mm-hmm. I felt like the way I played, you know, maybe and probably did win some seasons in, in you know, maybe 10, 15 seasons ago. It, you know, it's a, it's a it's the kind of gameplay that, you know, I feel like it actually did win some people seasons sure. like that. So. I mean, it, yeah, it's it's frustrating, but in the end, like in 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 actually the last two hour episode, I felt like I had got a pretty good showing, and you know the last words that I said on the show, I, I can take that with me and I can live with that for for the rest of my life. I feel like you guys got to see who I really was, you know, and um, I'm happy with it. I'm I'm actually okay, better than I thought it would be. That's great. That's awesome. Um, a uh, question for Brad too. Uh, so. I thought it was really interesting watching you play this season too, because you really played kind of against stereotype. You know, people on the surface they see you, they see you know you're an ex NFL player, you're a big you know muscular guy, um, but you did not kind of fall into the normal stereotypes uh, of that role really until maybe the, the the finale episode where then we kind of saw you know where it looked like you were kind of bullying Ty and that sort of thing. Um, my question for you was. Um, you know, kudos, first of all, on your gameplay and, and making it to the end. But but in that moment, you know, a lot of people from home are wondering, like, how could he talk to Ty like this, knowing that um, even if you want to vote him out, that he's going to end up on the jury and you might need his vote. You know, talk about that and how, how hard it is to kind of deal with that when you're out there. Well, this is the very end of the, of the season. I mean, we're day 38, you know, 37, and I'm tired. And, and that was the end result. Of, of a long, long days of conversation with Ty that didn't start out as directed as, as they were viewed. Okay. Um, you know, it, it starts out like, 
hey, Ty, look, I know you've been against me for the last three votes, but let's get some trust going. I will trust you. If you give me one of those idols, I will trust you. Otherwise, I'm not going to trust you. And, and if I win this immunity, I'm not going to take you to the end because I can't really trust you because you've backstabbed me three times in a row. Uh, we, we try, I tried to work a deal with him and Aubrey and Troy, and he went straight to the others, and that, that's the one where I won, and I threw the sand because they basically, Michaela was like, look, if you don't get a fish, you're going home. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of like, what? You know, you're blackmailing me? <laughs> and so that was the beginning of the kind of, of, the, of the backstabbing he'd done to me. And so what you were seeing on television was actually the end after he said, okay, I'll do that. And I was like, okay, great. And then he'd be like, no, I can't do that. And I'd be like, what do you mean you can't do that? <laughs> I was like, you know, and I'm also, I don't know that I'm absolutely going to win. And I know that I'm a, a hot target. So I'm really somewhat desperate to get some kind of connection with people to make it to the end. Right. And, and uh, so what you're seeing is, is I'm being super aggressive uh, against Ty and, and, that wasn't the way it was. That wasn't the way it was for the, the majority of the whole season with Ty. And I wanted to make sure at the end, I was like, look, and I get Ty on text all the time, and, and we have yeah. a great relationship. And and it was just a rough. It was a rough spell of, of a good time, and you know, it's unfortunate that, that it was seen like that. You know, well, I wanted to ask you too. Uh, because yeah, no, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, no, no, I say it's, it's, it's unfortunate it was seen like that because. There was a lot more to our, our relationship than that. It was just the tail end of, a, of me being too aggressive, and that's why I got up and I wanted to hug him and say, "Look, people, sure. I love this guy," and and that that was that was. <laughs> I needed a Snickers. I'm not normally like that. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I wanted to, you know, the, a huge part of this game that ended up being a huge factor was the legacy advantage, and and your closest ally appeared to be Sierra. Um, in the game for a lot, a good stretch of the game. Uh, yet she gives the legacy advantage to Sarah instead of you. Um, how big is that? And have you talked to Sierra since then? Um, you know, because if she gives the legacy advantage to you, this is a different game completely, and Sierra's out. Uh, for sure. And, uh, you know, no, yeah, we've talked, and, and it was one small, you know, just like you saw me having a struggle with, with Ty at the end. She was having a struggle with herself seeing my, I mean, she saw my non-emotion at the, at the vote out of her as a complicit uh, person in her vote out, and which I had no idea. As a matter of fact, which may have dug my own grave, earlier in the day, like right before tribal council, we were out on the beach, and she said, you know, I'm not feeling good about this. And I said, you know, why not? I was like, Sierra... 100%, I go, I would bet one of my kids you're not going home. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I really felt that they, everybody was voting Andrea. I surely did. Mm-hmm. She was that good, and she needed to go home. And all of a sudden, when Sierra goes home, because Sarah flips on her, I didn't see it coming at all. And I was just kind of like, oh, my gosh. But I was, like, you know, just kind of dead-faced. And, of course, Sarah knew it was coming, so she was prepped to be a good actress. And she gave me, oh, my gosh, I can't believe it. And, uh, you know, she bit on it. But. Had she given it to me, uh, which she says that she should have and wanted to, it would have been a whole different game, and it could have been the difference in winning the game and losing the game. You know, to both of you guys, too, um, maybe, Trezan, if you want to start off, um, talk about the whole, you guys make it to Final Three. You probably get a, a vibe, you know, at Tribal Council, at the final Tribal Council. You probably get a vibe as to what you think might be happening. Um, what's it like then? You think? <laughs> I, you think? As soon as, as soon as Zeke stood up, and he was the first one to go, and, and Troy and I didn't expect this. You know, he goes, Sarah, I got a question for you. You know, do, yeah. do you even have a child? Uh, you know, you, you swore on your child that you would never vote me out. Uh, he goes, 
you know, I gave you my jacket. I can't believe you did that. I'm, and Tony and I both think our eyes pretty good. And then all of a sudden he goes, because you did all that, I'm going to champion you. You need to be the winner of Survivor oh, Game Changers. And Troy and I are both like, <laughs> like record scratch. Wait yeah. a minute. We just misread this whole thing. And it was downhill from there. Was it clear then that from that point forward, like this whole waiting period of 10 months waiting for the show and all that, you guys were pretty both convinced that Sarah had already won? Yep. Well, I mean, I, no, I wasn't convinced 100%. I, I was convinced of this. That I was getting zero votes. I knew that. I knew that because, you know, I, I kind of, you know, pretty much. I mean, I had a pretty good feeling after the first twenty twenty five minutes when I didn't get one question that they had their minds made up either right. for Brad or Sarah. So, you know, and I, I was, you know, I, I'm not ignorant. I'm not going to sit there and go, you know, uh, I'm going to make some grand speech or you guys going to, I'm going to change your mind. I feel like. When someone's got their minds made up, they've been hashing it over in Ponderosa for days. Right. So, um, I, 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 that's, you know, it's kind of like why I made my final, you know, just, it wasn't even a plea. It was just the final speech of my, on my adventure and, and, and basically a thank you. Right. And, you know, um, you know, I did, I wasn't a hundred percent on, on who would like, you know, won or not. I, I knew that, you know, Ozzy had stood up for Brad and I, I had a pretty good feeling after watching, Debbie flip off uh, Sarah a few times. I mean, I'm like, okay, I'm sure Brad's got that vote. So, yeah, you know, I wasn't 100 percent sure on on who really had won, you know. So, um, yeah, I, I just knew that. I knew I I was going. If I get one vote, I'll be happy. <laughs> well, uh, fellows, yeah, I, I knew, yeah. I, I, knew she, I, I knew she'd won. Uh, okay, wasn't made it on my mind. Um, yeah, I'm running out of time here, uh, so I just wanted to say it was uh, really cool talking with both of you. It was great watching you play. I'm, I'm glad that you guys both got back into the game after that uh, second chance season. And, uh, yeah, man, best of luck to both of you. Thank you very much. means a lot you say so. All right, man. Thanks, Take care. Sari was uh, is a four-time player, one of the all-time greats on Survivor. Uh, she was the first to go home last night, but um, – you don't put Sari on a on a call with another with another couple survivors. I mean, let's face it, she's she's too big. <laughs> she's too big an interview. So uh, I got to speak one on one with Sari. Uh, it was a real thrill for me, as you'll hear in my voice, uh, and and as I mentioned to her many times over. But uh, here is my uh, my long overdue interview with Sari Fields. Hey, Sari. Hi, Tom. <laughs> How's it Hi. going? You're in transit, huh? It's going. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, yep. hey, it's really cool to talk to you. I, I've talked to a lot of uh, the Survivor greats, but I started covering the show after season 20, so I've never had a chance to really talk with you yet. Um, so this is really a thrill for me. So uh, it was awesome watching you play. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome playing again. <laughs> I would imagine, yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I got to start off with, uh, you know, the, 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 the historic tribal council that we saw last night. Um, not just the fact that you were the only person, you know, who wasn't immune, but, um, I thought it was pretty amazing kind of the send off that you got. <laughs> Not every player gets uh, oh. a clapping and gets to, you know, say the tribe has spoken and gets to explain their journey before they even get up. Um, <laughs> just talk about how, how that, what that meant to you. That was amazing. That made it made it so special. It was, you know, I usually am like a sobbing, sad, mess that I made it this far and I didn't get the prize but the send off the way that I went out 
and the respect that was shown and the honor that was given to me and Jeff let me say the tribe has, has spoken. I'm a fan of the show, and I know I watch enough to know that those things have never happened. Mm-hmm. So it was so flattering, and it just made it hard for me to be sad. Sure. I mean, you um, were gliding. I, I thought for sure, I said it every week in my coverage that, you know, uh, how are people not targeting Serena? Like, I love you, but I'm just like, <laughs> how are people letting her get through the game here? Um, you, you know, you, you, you played three times before. You're a legend kind of coming in. What was your strategy knowing that you would kind of be one of the people that people should, you know, should have been targeting uh, at the beginning of the game? But, of course, you didn't go to tribal either for a long time, which helped. Right, that uh, the survivor guys smiling down on me helped by not going to tribal for 21 days. And then my strategy was just to get as small as possible and insignificant as possible, not to let anybody notice me, see me, or even think about me. And that worked for a little while. And also not to try to make any big moves or be too forceful or, um, you know, make subliminal suggestions by asking questions and getting what I needed done uh, rather than, you know, telling people um, anything for mm-hmm. that matter. If they ask who for a name, I ask them for a name. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know. You tell me. I, if it, <laughs> you know, I didn't want any of the direction to come from me. Right. Now, you know, and you're going along great, and then, you know, we get to that one huge trial, uh, tribal where you tried to play Sarah's advantage, and then everything <laughs> kind of blew up. <laughs> and I'm sure you're talking a lot about this today. <laughs> but um, I wanted to ask you, yeah, what – is it a credit to Sarah's gameplay that you felt so loyal to her to try to come up with such an elaborate plan to save her? Or, like, why not just go along, like you just said, um, why not just go along with, you know, if, if everybody it's, else is... Oh, I'm sorry? The, it wasn't just... It was for the greater the, the greater good of our cause, not just for Sarah. Okay. Because had Sarah gone home, then Michaela and I were sitting ducks. Uh, Cold Pepper... And, and Troy's and Michaela was out instantly. And they would have just, if Sarah left, it would have been Michaela first, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. myself, and then they would have figured it out. Um, so I was not just playing for Sarah. Sarah held my life and Michaela's life in her hands, and she wanted to place that in Ty's hands, who we saw was clearly unstable on which side <laughs> of the alliance he fell on. So that's was more, you know, sure. I was thinking about Sarah, of course, but I was thinking of myself too. But, and then too, you couldn't, There obviously you tried to convince Sarah, but she just wasn't budging. Did that alarm you in any way that she seemed to kind of be mo- kind of more loyal to Ty in that scenario? That made it even more necessary for me to get rid of Ty. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay, cool. Um, do you look back on that? Do you feel like there was no other way to play it? Or do you feel like there was, you know, uh, was something else you wish you could have done or had thought of since then? You know, I ran 80,000 scenarios until I like (laughs) almost drove myself crazy. (laughs) So I stopped with all the shoulda, woulda, couldas. I'm sure there's always an an alternative way to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just had to accept what I, what it was and then, be thankful that they didn't turn around and vote me out that night. Right. Well, and then you you end up sitting on the jury. Um, explain your vote uh, that you cast for Sarah to win the game. Was it a tough decision for you? Was it an easy decision? Um, just kind of to explain your thought process. No, it was a real easy decision because I I, I was with Sarah for from day one, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw 
the moves that she made. I saw her ability to switch alliances and not be held accountable for it and then still be trusted the same as if she had it. And that says a lot. You know, that says a lot about the relationships that she formed and how she cultivated them and made everyone think that she, you're her number one. That takes a lot of work. That's not an easy thing to do. So that and the fact that um, she knew when to I mean, it was an easy, easy choice for me. All right. You know, you two, uh, as I mentioned, you know, and as you know, you're you're a legend, you know, figure in the, in the game of Survivor at this point. Um, but now, after playing four times, you you still haven't been able to win the game. Um, if, if, when you look at your own game, do you, is there a flaw? Do you feel like there's a flaw to your social and strategic game that you haven't been able to get all the way and finish a deal? Yeah, you know what that flaw is. Sandra says it best. Anybody but me. I'll do anything <laughs> to anybody to get to the end. This is what she says, mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. is the key. And that's what Tony told Sarah. Mm-hmm. I have that. You know, I'm a nurse, mm-hmm. so I have that little bit of. Listen, I'll do just about anything, <laughs> but that just about is that flaw. Sure. You have to be willing to go all the way and do anything, like they say. And I think the empathy that I have, and the compassion for people that I have being in I can't really turn that off all the way. Sure. And once I'm able to be able to turn that off and switch into fight or flight mode at all times, then I think I would be successful. Your couch has probably been mentioned more times than any piece <laughs> of furniture in the history of television. <laughs> Um, what does it mean to you? I mean, you guys, you talked about it at, at length at the thing, but at the reunion show, but I was just curious to ask you, you know, what, what does it mean to you that you represent the every person, you know, that, uh, like, do you get, are you getting feedback from fans on this? <laughs> Talk about your couch. I guess so. You, do you know, I get so many people saying, Hey, you inspired me. I wanted to do this. Wait or um, whatever journey that they're going on and seeing you made me get off the couch. I'm going to get a couch tattoo. That's the thing I'm going to (laughs) get. That's perfect. (laughs) Because that has stuck with me for so long. But it's the truth. If you don't get off the couch, off the chair, off the bed, the table, whatever it is that's keeping you from trying to go after whatever it is you want in life, you'll never know. Mm -hmm. And I'm just so grateful and thankful that somebody somewhere motivated me to just take that chance. You know what I mean? Sure, so sure. if I can do that for other people, get up, get off it, get off the car, the couch, the chair, the boat, whatever it is, <laughs> get up and do it. Um, and then, uh, you know, you ended your time on, uh, well, in the game by, by saying, you know, uh, you never know where we're going to see Suri. <laughs> um, most most people, when you ask them at the end of playing Survivor, they always say that they want to play again. But not everybody has spent 120 days in the game and has played the game four times now. Um, so I ask you, Suri, would you play Survivor a fifth <laughs> time if asked? And what would you have to prove? You know what? Well, this journey has not really... It's been a great journey, and I've had some great experiences, but it hasn't really come full circle, you know? Mm-hmm. So that sticks in the back of my mind. And although my body is saying, no, 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 <laughs> my mind and my heart is saying, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, well, again, it was – So it was, I, yeah. I would probably definitely – I mean, I can't say no to, to 
<laughs> Did you see how cute she is? What's or Jeff, those dimples. Oh, I know, movie. right? I could never that. say no to those dimples of <laughs> Jeff or, or Lynn's film. It's, no, yeah, I would definitely probably do it again. Well, Sari, again, uh, this is really a thrill to me to be able to finally chat with you. Uh, it was great watching you play. I thought you had it in the bag and, until last night all you know blew up and everything. But uh, good talk with you again, and best of luck to you and your couch. Thank you. <laughs> and my couch, yeah. right? Thank you very much. Right. Have a great day. Right. Take care. Bye-bye. Last and certainly not least, uh, I bring you my interview with uh, the winner of Survivor Game Changers, uh, the 33rd person to ever be named the sole survivor, uh, Sarah Lacina. Uh, she's a cop, and uh, she kicked butt this season, and uh, here we go. Here's my interview with Sarah. Hello, Sarah. Hello. Hey, how's oh, it going? Hey, how's it going? I'm doing great. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> How was, uh, uh, congratulations not only on winning Survivor, but also on surviving uh, the finale night. How was it for you? Oh, man. It's it's starting, like, I'm starting to hit a wall. You know, we've, I'm on, like, two hours of sleep, so. <laughs> and I've been on the phone since, like, 5.30, so it's, it's been a little rough today. I'd imagine. But um, it's, the, it's part of the price, right? Absolutely. You wouldn't have it any other way, right? No, no, absolutely not. <laughs> well, I wanted to start off with just the time between, you know, the seasons. You know, it, it was, you know, shot last summer. Uh, knowing that you had gone all the way to the end and, and maybe thought you had a good shot at winning, what was it like? Like, how grueling was it to, to have to wait and then watch it uh, play out on television? Oh, it was terrible. Um, since for 10 months now or, or so, I've wondered – if I won the game or not. And that's not a fun thing to think about, <laughs> you know? Um, so, yeah. So for the, like I said, the last, um, 10 months have just been, come on, let's hurry up and, and get to this. And then watching it back, you know, it's not fun seeing, you know, when you hurt people and things sure. like that. I definitely was proud of the game I played, but I'm not proud for hurting people's, you know, feelings um, and making them feel so terrible. Did you feel less confident in the in the chance that you could have won as the season was going on, or, or more confident? Um, it would it would depend on the episode, you know, and it would depend on people's exit press. Okay. I would read something, and then I would go, "Oh my gosh, you know, no way! Um, <laughs> I don't feel like I'm going to win." And then, you know, sometimes I would watch the the way that it was being edited, and I'm like, "Yeah, I think so." But then I would see Brad's edit, and I'm going, oh, my gosh, no. You know, so truly, until Jeff read it last night, I, I did not know. No. I mean, I had an idea, but I, I, I definitely was not sure. All the way up to that final vote, huh? You were still sitting there thinking that there was a chance? Oh, yeah, because, yeah, what he did was he, uh, when he pulled out two back-to-back votes for Brad, I thought it was over. I thought the rest were going to be for Brad. Mm. So I literally, like, my heart think i'm like this is like my worst nightmare is happening right now and i was wrong this whole time um but no it's just it's him jeff no he's a master you know he knows what he's doing and he's like yeah we're gonna give her a million dollar check let's make her sweat it for a minute <laughs> exactly you know? right let's milk it um so you brought up an interesting point too you know throughout the game you kind of um you know, talked about instead of you know playing like a, a cop game you were going to play more like a criminal game 
Um, a lot of people talk about Survivor as being a big social experiment, you know, and, and a microcosm of of society. So, what do you think? What do you think that that means uh, or represents that that you won playing a criminal game, uh, yet you were, were unable to win playing, you know, a cop game? Well, I think the game has evolved so much now that this honest game and whoever's the, like when JT won, you know, he's this great guy who who provides for everything or for everyone and whatnot. Um, that used to be respected. Now it's turned into such a strategic game that, you know, Brad and Ozzy and those guys would go fishing all the time, and clearly it doesn't really hold much weight with people anymore. Right. Sitting out the merge fees, like back in the day, they, that probably would have been rewarded, but, you know, nowadays we're all looking at each other like, I'm not sitting out because <laughs> you've seen people give up their um, family visits and that, or or pick someone on a family visit, or give it up, and then get voted out next. You know, mm. so it, a good deed truly doesn't go unpunished in the game anymore. With uh, I want to ask you too about the the whole thing with with series move, uh, where she you know tried to play your advantage and all that. Now. She, it's it was shown on TV that obviously she did all of that and, and tried to think of this elaborate plot to you know uh, do this all um, in your trying to save you kind of a, in a way, but also because she was unable to convince you that um, Ty was you know possibly gonna stab you in the back. In a weird way, she ended up being right, and you apologized to her uh, last night. We saw back at camp. Um, how important was that ultimately, as you look back on it, that, that, that it played out the way that it did, because that kind of spurred you on, um, to win the game. Well, the thing with the three thing was, um, she brought it up to Ty, uh, that I wanted to vote Ty out. And then that's when Ty says, Oh, oh my God, I want to get Sarah out now and fueled that because what happened was Sari and I were really close and then. I wanted Ty to come with us. She wanted Aubrey to come with us. There wasn't room for two. So it was like battle of who's going to get the person that they want to join our group now. Mm-hmm. And th- so my way of getting my getting Ty was I'm going to use this advantage as leverage so that she'll vote with me. Well, her way of getting Aubrey was I'm going to use Sarah's advantage so I can get her way and then we'll just smooth things over later. The problem is, is there was no leader. We had to vote someone out now at tribal council and she didn't have enough time to recover because I'm really, you know, ticked off at this point mm-hmm. and not, you know, um, she's trying to explain something to me that's not making sense. And Ty's never going to admit to wanting to vote me out right then and there. Mm-hmm. So um, it just, yeah, it really backfired on her. In that moment, I heard from other exit interviews that there was kind of some confusion, though, when she tried to play it, and people weren't exactly sure, even Probst wasn't exactly sure if uh, she would play it or wouldn't be able to play it. Um, what was going through your head as you're sitting there and they're trying to de- decide what can happen in this moment? Well, so immediately I'm like, she can't play it. I gave it to her because I knew she couldn't play it. Okay. And um, so I'm like, well, okay, well, you can't play that. Well, then... And me, right after that, Jeff's like, well, yeah, she can. And I, the words I was using was I was operating on the fact that it says it can't be stolen from you. And then Jeff starts saying, well, you gave it to her, so it's not stolen. And then I bring up like a, 
a cop scenario of, so if I give you the keys to my car so you can go to the store and you never bring it back, (laughs) then did you steal my car? You know, and then, so we're going on and on. He's like, okay, read the rules again. And as she, she rereads it, um, I think like twice. And then finally, um, you know, Troy Dan's like, no, it says it's non-transferable. And then we, I mean, that's a huge discussion. And Mm -hmm. then it's determined that she in fact cannot play it. And that was a big relief at that point for you, I'd imagine. Oh, for sure. Well, <laughs> I wasn't going home. I, I really wasn't going home that night. And honestly, I just, I, at one point I did. I just kind of gave up and I'm like, well, whatever. Like, I'm, I know she's not turning against me right now. So um, whatever she's trying to do, fine. I'm not going home. Am I mad that the advantage is getting used? Because now we can't use it later. Yes, but it's not the end of the world. Because I wouldn't have gone home then. I mean, she, she, nobody was voting me out. Only Ty was. And she, she, her point was to prove that Ty was going to turn on me. And that was a pretty well thought out move in the moment for you then, because then after all that goes down, um, and even though Sari seemed to be the one that kind of um, was trying to, you know, do a pull a fast one, um, you end up voting to get out Michaela, who you know is Sari's like number one person and she's more physical in the game like how quick did that come to you in your mind though like you know how close were you then to voting out Suri right then and there oh right away I looked to Brad and Fred and I said Suri and they shook their heads kind of like ah, <laughs> not real sure if we agree with that and then I like took a minute and I'm like okay wait you know Michaela's good at challenges Suri's more than likely not going to win a challenge and I look back at them, I go, Michaela, and they can shake their heads yes fast enough. And I'm like, okay, yeah. You know, so it's just take a step back and do the strategic, you know, don't do the emotional decision. That would have been serene, which probably would have been the wrong move at that point. Um, take out Michaela right now, which proved to be the right move. What do you look back at your own, your game and, and, and are the most proud of as far as uh, a gameplay move? What do you look back at and, and feel like, wow, if I wouldn't have done that right at that moment, I, I might not have won? Um, <clears throat> getting the legacy advantage. Um, we saw the votes last night. I would have gone home at 6. Mm-hmm. So had I not gotten that, um, I would have gone home. That's all. Yeah, and and I, well played, by the way. That was pretty sweet. Um. I wanted to ask you too. I'm sure you've you've been asked this a lot uh, as you go through the, the press day today, but I, I'd have to ask you for my for my listeners. Uh, what do you plan to do with uh, the money? Um, <laughs> yeah, like this is Spend the it. one question I hate because yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like such a boring answer. Um, uh, I think you know we're probably going to look at moving into um, a different house and. Um, you know, just putting some money away for retirement and stuff like that. So real boring, but responsible stuff. Yeah. 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 (laughs) We have to be adults. (laughs) And, uh, I ask this all the time too. I ask this every season to the person. I know that the game just was played or, you know, not just played, but just play, you know, it's still fresh in your mind from being on television. Um, and I know that you won and it's hard to kind of look at your own game and as far as where you lay, uh, in the history of the game, but how do you feel um, people should view your win um, amongst the all-time winners? Do you feel like you, you gave a, a, one of the greater survivor performances? Do you feel like there's part of you that, you know, you know, lucked into, into where you ended up? You know, where would you kind of rate yourself? Um, I w- honestly, people are, 
everyone always, you know, has a pretty high opinion of themselves, but the the game I played and the way I played with returning players, it's not like it's newbies. Mm-hmm. Um, I had no immunities. I had no idols. Um, you know, uh, I had to literally hustle to get everything I got, you know, and to be able to be on the right side of every single vote um, and things like that, I I don't know how you can't rank it up there with one of the best games. I'm not going to go as far to say that I've played the best game ever, but I I would challenge people to find flaws in my game um, that they could say, no, this wasn't good on your part. You know, sure. um, and if they can, then I'll take back what I just said. But <laughs> if they can't, then I don't know how they can deny that I, I'm definitely up um, ranked amongst the top. Well, I I thought you definitely played an awesome game, and it was great watching you kind of because, you know, in the beginning people were, you know, uh, you know, really you were one of the people people were asking like, oh, you know, okay, well, she's on a game changer season, okay, you know. Um, but for you to kind right. of in, in front of people's eyes uh, put on the performance that you did and really play a masterful game, I think it was awesome. Uh, and, and so definitely congratulations. Yeah, thank you. And best of luck to you, and have fun uh, getting through the rest of this day. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> All right, take care, Sarah. Yeah, you too. And there you have it. That is the – that'll do it, really. That's all of the interviews. That's all six of the final people. Uh, I got to speak to everybody this season except for Zeke. That week was such huge national news, uh, the week he was outed and voted out of the game. Um, well, actually, the, the week he was voted out of the game where everybody wanted to talk to him, uh, I kind of got bumped down the, the old press priority list uh, and didn't get to talk to Zeke. But anyways, I feel like it was a pretty solid season. And I really do appreciate your support and then following this podcast and listening to these interviews. I hope to bring it to you uh, as we move into next season, 35 and beyond. And like I stated earlier in the podcast, I really urge you to, to, to subscribe to this podcast. Uh, listen to me through the summer. I'm on, it's on iTunes. It's on Podbean. You can also follow me on Twitter, at Tom Santilli. Uh, again, it's the Film Survivor Podcast. Uh, but you can subscribe to it. You know, I'm going to try to do this weekly. Uh, we're going to talk about movies, uh, my, my weekly movie reviews. We're going to have interviews. We're going to be talking about film. And we're also going to be occasionally touching on Survivor and uh, keeping us up to speed on everything and the latest as we uh, move into Season 35 that uh, will hopefully start in September. We haven't gotten an official word, but that's usually the case. So that will do it, though, for my coverage of uh, Survivor Game Changers. Uh Pretty darn good season overall, but um, if you want to find out where I rank it uh, amongst all of the other seasons, please check that out too. It's at realitytea.com. It's coming out later today. My updated rankings of most memorable seasons and also my updated ranking of Survivor winners and where uh, Sarah Lucina ranks on the all-time winners list. You might be surprised. You might think I'm full of crap, uh, and I hope you comment either way. (laughs) So... That'll do it again. Thank you for uh, listening. I hope to hear you back next week. The idea is probably we're going to put out a podcast next like Tuesday or Wednesday because I got a guest coming in, uh, The basically the festival directors for a film festival called Cinetopia, which is a pretty sweet festival. And uh, we're going to be talking all about that and talking about the films that they're bringing. It's kind of like a, an amalgam, if you will. It takes a lot of the best films from all of the bigger kind of film festivals across the the world, really. Uh, 
you know, Cannes, Sundance, Toronto, uh, South by Southwest, um, all of the big festivals. It kind of handpicks a lot of the best, uh, most buzzworthy movies and uh, puts them together in a film festival that happens uh, here in the Detroit area. But there's a lot to talk about with that. And uh, I hope you join me next week as I talk to some representatives uh, from Cinetopia, in addition to uh, my new movie reviews that will be hitting things next week. On the movie front, also check out, follow me on Twitter, at Tom Santilli, because I have reviews this week of the new Pirates of the Caribbean movie, Dead Men Tell No Tales, as well as my review of Baywatch, the new Baywatch film with The Rock and Zac Efron. Yippee. So... Uh, thanks again. I'm Tom Santilli. Let's do this thing throughout the summer. Hope to hear from you. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. I appreciate it. Survivor Game Changers out.